Well, hello, everybody. Well, Impact Church has called for the congregation, um, our church, and also Ron Parsley has called for a time of fasting and prayer up until Pentecost. So, as I said before, I won't be on very much. Um, I'm going to honor this. I do usually the Esther fast for three days in a week, which is Friday, going into Saturday, going into Sunday, and I come off of it Monday. But I'll be starting it a little early tomorrow, so I won't be here until after Pentecost, which is the 16th or Shuvayot. So you'll see me very little. If I do recordings, it'll just be like a pop-in for news or something like that during the week before I go into my fasting. So it'll be Monday through Wednesday. You won't see me Sunday. Um, I take Sunday off right now. Uh, as I said, we're, we've been called into corporate fasting. I call my listeners into a corporate fast as well. We need to pray for these times. We need to fast. We need to seek the Father. We need to seek Yeshua in all things and look for purity. Remember, we are to love our Father with all our mind, heart, and soul. And we are to honor our neighbor as ourselves. And then all the other Torah-related things on our hearts is written. But we must love the Father first. If we love Him, then He loves us. If we don't honor him, he hates us. That's how it goes. Um, I quote that quite frequently because I rely on that. That's how he teaches me, and that's how I go from here. I hope in the near future to reveal my new office uh, once it's done. Uh, I'm taking my time painting the office. I'm finding other things to do while I'm on this corporate fast. I've been doing a, a semi-Daniel Esther fast, so occasionally I'll eat meat once a week. But most of the time, I eat just vegetables. And then when I go into my full-blown fast, it's three to four days. So it's hard. Pray for me. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. Pray for our nation. And pray to God that what we got in the government's hearts open up and they're saved before it's too late. We are in the end times, and it's only a matter of time before Papa comes home. I'm looking forward to that, really. I want to go home to be with our maker, as you do. Um, but until then, I'm going to be pressing forward. Um, I will ask this before I post the last part of our segment of the series that we're doing, Dominion, that we proceed in studying his word fully. Um, I push back the Esther series. It won't be till after May the 16th and 17th. Around May the 18th, I'll pick it back up and we will finish it. Uh, we will continue with our Shabbat series, which I will do that prior. I took one week off to do, to calibrate myself for fasting. Um, I will not do it Thursday evenings into Friday evenings into Saturday evenings into Sunday till after evening. I will post most of our things Monday through Wednesday. Um, we will complete that. It'll take a little bit longer, so I'm taking my time and spanning things so we have other things going on. Prepare after Shavuot for us to continue our study in Shabbat or Sabbath, resting. Uh, we will be talking about a few other things and prayer. I think this is going to be beneficial to us, and then we will go in to study in our Bible as it should be, and then, of course, I have my radio station, which you'll be able to talk to me. Um, those things aren't structured yet, so just bear with me, and we will continue our, our daily devotionals. But right now, it's important that we go through this and honor the Father as 
in a like manner of the Father, and that we honor him. So I'm going to say I do again. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. Pray for peace over our nation right now through the King of Kings, the King of Monarchs, the, the Lord of Lords, our Father in Heaven. And pray it in Yeshua's name. And I bless you, keep you, and I say shalom and Shabbat shalom to you. Good, good evening. So that man, you remember the story? So this man, this man came into the church. Pastor Kevin, you remember the story? You were there. Yes. Yes. This man comes into our office and we pray for him. Six months later, he comes back to our church and he's cancer free. There's no tumors in him. We had a we had a we built a school because we had believed in kingdom expansion. Yeah. So we started a Christian a Christian school, not a college. We might do that one of these days. Hallelujah. And and so we started a little Christian school for little kids because we wanted a place where they could go without mommy and daddy beating up and yelling at them all the time. We loved the atmosphere, didn't we? That was our vision. And so kids would tell you something. God absolutely loves you. Yeah. yeah. You are the apple of His eye. Yeah. He loves yeah. you. He loves you. Yeah. He loves yeah. you. Yeah. He's never angry with you. Nope. He loves you. Yes, he does. You are everything to him. Yeah. It's good for our children to hear stories like this. Yeah. So a little boy was diagnosed from our school with, with a tumor. He had cancer in his brain. And, and so we were in San Antonio, one of the world's greatest cancer doctors, hospitals is in Houston. So the family is going to take the little boy to Houston, Texas to have, to have treatment. And so his last day of school with us, I'm in my office, and the director comes in, bypasses my secretary, which was hard to do. You remember this week? <coughs> we got past her, but she got past her. Said, Pastor, you got to come see this. Come see this. She's crying. I said, Come see what? She said, Come on. So I come in, and we had chapel for our kids. You ought to have chapel for your kids in your house. Amen. Instead of putting them in timeout, why don't you take some timeout and love on them? this house down to you, whether they like it or not. They don't like it. <laughs> and so that kid, it was their last day with us before they moved to Houston. They took me in there and they showed me all those little kids. Now we're not talking about an elementary school. We're talking about a preschool. All those kids, Jessica, were gathered around that little boy, laid his hand, their hands on that boy, and were praying for a miracle. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Where, do you, where do you think they learned that? Yeah. They had their own sanctuary. They had their own children's church. They weren't a big church with us. Where do you think they learned that? From mom and dad. Some of you, their kids would only know how to yell at people. Come on. Not pray with people. Yeah. Come on. I'm going to preach. Amen. So some devils will get under our feet. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So they prayed with that kid. Beautiful. We wept. When they got to Houston, Pastor Kevin, you remember this story? Come up here as fast as you can. Come on. Come up here. Get up here as fast. When they got to Houston so they could have treatment, they were going to start treatment for six months with that little boy. When they got to Houston, that boy had no cancer. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah.
So when I say that God says to me, I want to give you the greatest season of miracles, that ought to make you shout that God wants to do here.
Stop losing your patience with your children. It's blocking the blessing of God from you. Amen. Your miracle has been sent, but it stops at your last rashing out. The anger. Paul said, walk worthy. And this is how you walk worthy. By, by gentleness. By patience. See, God knows this. What comes out of your mouth is a good indicator of what's in your heart. Yeah. Right. Well, I can't just stop. Every once in a while when I get mad, I can't help but let something slide out. I know what's missing in your heart. Yeah. I can't help it. Kids get under my skin. I let out a yell. I know what's in your heart. Yeah. It ain't Jesus. Right. You might have a counterfeit, but you ain't got him. And you need to get saved today. If you don't know how to be patient and loving and gentle, you need the expression. See, some people want the, Pastor Timo, they want the, they want the power of God. They want the gifts of God. But you better learn to first walk in the fruit of the Spirit, yeah. which is the personality of God, which is love, long-suffering, and patience. Amen. Don't tell me you're a Christian when you don't talk anything like one. Mm. Amen. Right. Amen. Come on, I'm preaching to me too. We need to hear this. Amen. Oh God, why won't we get my miracle? And then listen to what comes out of us in anger. Right. It's a devil that wants you agitated, not God. Yeah, that's right. When God said walk turn worthy, he also meant talk worthy. Tweet that. Yeah, yeah. Humility, gentleness, patience. Eager to maintain peace of the spirit in my home. I was so happy during one of our worship services. Hands were lifted up, and I believe in raising hands. You believe in raising hands? I do. I believe God wants hands raised. Paul did. He said this to Timothy. He said, I desire that in every place men would pray, lifting up holy hands. Well, lift up hands. Amen. Spiritual. But get this, some of you, God, would rather you just put your hand down. Because listen to what it goes on to say in the same verse. I desire that every in every place that men would pray, lifting up holy hands without anger. Yeah. Don't be coming in here in our church on Sunday morning and acting like a fool in anger to lift up your hands. That's a disgrace, not an honor to God. Yeah. Amen. Disgrace. God wants to smack that hand right down. Anger is not the manifestation of a holy and good and loving God. Amen. We're supposed to be the expression of Him. Say, preach on, preacher. Preach on, preach on, preacher. Look at verse 17. Now, this I say and I testify to you that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their mind. So God's saying, look, when you get in the kingdom, you're not supposed to act like the culture does. There ought to be a difference in the way that godly husbands treat their wives than worldly husbands. Amen. There ought to be a difference Amen. in the way that godly wives submit to their husbands than the culture. And my God Almighty, we ought to raise and treat our children different than the culture treats theirs. Yeah, amen. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. Don't be like the culture in this kingdom. 
Let's keep going. I'm lost this thing. Look at the next verse. Verse 18. Look at here. He says, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to what? The hardness of their heart or the anger of their heart. Do you hear what God is saying? Through the apostle. They're alienated. What's that mean? That means they are separated. Say separated. God says you are separated from the life of God because of your unrighteous, undignified anger. God says you can't be angry and experience the life of God. The two are separated. One apostle would say there's a difference between sweet water and bitter water. They don't come from the same fountain. And your anger don't come from the fountain of God. Amen. Hey! They are darkened in their understanding. They are alienated. They are separated from the life of God because of the hate and the anger and bitterness that is in their heart. My God Almighty. Philippians tells us that we're supposed to put on the mind of Christ. Look at this. Have this mind among yourself, which is in Christ Jesus. When you get born again, you're supposed to possess the mind of Christ. That means Christ thinks through you. You put on his mind. The next time you have bad thoughts toward your children, toward your spouse, you ought to ask yourself, you think Jesus is thinking this toward my children, my spouse? Right. Amen. Yeah. How'd you like it if Jesus thought that way towards you? Yeah. You need to hear me today. Your Bible tells a story of a man that was in debt to a king. And that king said to him, you'll never pay this debt. They said, I forgive the debt. Now, the man that was in debt, that could have lost his life, could have went to prison forever because of how much money he owed to the king. And the king said, I, I pardon you. I forgive the debt. That man got out of prison, got out of that debt. He went and found a man that owed him about $25 and put him in jail and said, T, you paid me $25. You didn't get out of jail. The king heard about this, and the king said, oh, yeah. Well, if that's the way you want to be, then the debt that I forgave you, it's back on you. Some of you need to understand, you're about this close from the anger of God that he removed, that he had towards you, but you want to be angry with people? God's I'm about to this close to put that anger back on you if that's the way you want to be. Mm. Oh, you thought you were on your way to a blessing. You're on your way to being cursed by a devil if you don't get that tongue under control and that anger under control. Are you glad to be in a church where we deal with issues? Yes. Look at the word of God. Amen. It alienates us. We're supposed to look. Have this mind among you, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Put on the, the mind of Christ. Psalms 37. The psalmist says, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. When you get angry and you lash out, I promise you the agenda of God's not being accomplished. Amen. You're just advancing the cause of the devil. Refrain from anger. You know, refrain takes some, takes some effort. 
Yes. Amen. That means you might learn to put some effort into refraining from your anger and your agitation because here's why. Your anger and your agitation is producing the work of a devil. Amen. You don't even know how dark the devil is. You forgot it because you're so distracted. Mm. Pastor Brian Bolt, who's absolutely just a wonderful man of God, pastor one of our City Harvest churches in L.A. I got to meet with him this week. A few months ago, they were doing a crusade in El Salvador and Honduras, having a crusade of 20,000 people at a time. The very first night of the crusade, all of a sudden, a great sickness came on him. He was so sick, he was throwing up blood. He was in the bed, he couldn't get up. Pastor Bill Carson, his associate, had to go preach the crusade for him. In that place, in that land, a gang showed up. They kidnapped some children. They cut off their arms, they cut off their legs, cut off their heads, took their blood, anointed their guns, and then went and did a massacre. You probably wouldn't show up to church that next night, would you? That night, the devil's real. And you didn't realize that same devil that was cutting up kids in El Salvador, he's cutting up your kids with your anger. Oh, come on. But there's victory over anger. There's victory over anger. There's victory over everything the devil would ever put on them. Pastor Brian was praying in his room. He saw the dark shadow. The door was open to the bathroom. He saw the dark shadow. Pastor Parsley, Pastor Brian, they believed it was the devil himself, not just a demon. To the best of our knowledge of looking up, it was the biggest crusade happening anywhere in the world at that time. And the devil manifested himself in that room and said to Brian, didn't hear it in his head. He heard it. He saw the figure. He said, stop, or I'll kill you, and I'll kill your entire family. The devil wants you to stay angry so that you'll stop producing the goodness of God in your family. Right. Pastor Brian, with faith, prayed. Pastor Bill, they prayed, and they fasted. Have you ever seen Pastor Brian? He's not a, he's not a real skinny guy. And, and they said when God healed him, he healed him suddenly, instantly. Pastor Bill walked in the room, Brandon, and he was jumping up and down on the bed. He was completely healed in an instant. Yeah. You ought to thank yeah. God yeah. that he could come yeah. on to you. that next night and 10,000 people were saved that night Praise including Lord. some of the gang members that just come yeah. from that because that's what yeah. the kingdom does yeah. that's what the kingdom does yeah. that's what the swing of the sword does that the devil yeah. bow to his feet and take the crown from our cities yeah. and our homes and put them back on Jesus yeah. Amen. Amen. you have to refrain from anger Some of us need to do some serious repentance for the anger that is manifested from us. Yeah. Look at Ephesians 26. 426. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't give a platform or an opportunity to the devil. Do you realize every time you get angry and lash out, you're providing a stage for the devil to dance on? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Amen. You hear me? Every time you don't get your anger under control, you lash out, you're creating a platform and telling the devil, just go ahead and dance right in front of my children. Go ahead. You're creating a platform for the king of darkness and of the king of light to stand up and to take control over your home when you can't get your anger under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. It's a clogged artery, a platform, an opportunity hmm. by allowing sin to come from your anger. They said, don't let the sun go down on your anger. What's that say? Deal with your issues. Yes. Some of you are upset towards your children because your parents were upset with you. You need to work on that today in Amen. Jesus' name. Yeah. Yes. Break that chain in Jesus' name. Amen. Some of you have a frustrating job, and you get frustrated at work, and you come home, and you release that on your family. Deal with your issues. Deal with them. Your children got enough going on that to deal with your agitation. Amen. Your spouse has had enough going on to deal with your agitation. Amen. And don't let the sun go down. I mean, deal with your issues. Some of you have got 25 years worth of issues you've never dealt with. No wonder you're so angry. Amen. That's right. Okay. No wonder someone just has to say one little thing and then you show yourself. No wonder innocent little children can make you raise your voice. You've got some issues you need to be dealt with. Hey! Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let the sun go down on your issues. What's God telling you? Have accountability and discipline in your life. Deal with your issues. Amen. Or else you just create a legacy of anger and hatred and platform for the devil to perform. He said, well, you just don't know what I'm going through. You just don't know what, what makes me angry. You don't know. Well, let me just show you something about not getting your anger under, anger under control. In the book of Numbers, your Bible, my wife stayed up. I love this brand new Bible that I got. My wife stayed up uh, for two hours last night and put these nice little things in here so I could find my place. I thank God for a godly wife. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> sacrificial wife. Numbers chapter 20, I'm sorry, Numbers chapter 20. <coughs> I want you to go over there. I want you to see something. Numbers chapter 20 and verse 11. I didn't have to look, turn there. Look at there. The media team's already got it up for me. They're doing wonderful today. Hallelujah. Amen. So Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their livestock. So before we go on, let me explain. They had no water. God said, I'll provide water. You just go strike strike the, the rock, and I'm going to make water come. But the Bible says that when they got there, Moses struck it twice. And verse 12 says this. Listen. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because. In verse 12. Say because. Because. Because you did that. 
and did not believe in me to uphold me as a holy in the eyes of the people of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given to them. One act of anger kept Moses out of the promised land. My God Almighty, what are you missing in life? What miracles are you missing out of an act of anger? Now listen, Moses had a reason to be irritated more than you ever have. They were slaves and God said, let's bring them out. So God brings them out. That's a miracle. He split the Red Sea. They walked through the dry land. They got nothing to eat. So God makes food fall from heaven. God literally shows up in fire by night, cloud by day. God doing all these wonderful things. And you got these backslidden heathens that are still complaining, still walking in doubt, still walking in fear. They're irritating. They're agitated. They got all this going on. Moses had a reason to be upset, but he didn't have a reason. He didn't have a justification to act upon that upsetness. Amen. I'm not telling you that you don't have a reason to be upset. I'm just telling you that you're not qualified and you don't have a right to act upon that irritation. That's right. yeah. Amen. It's not the anger, it's not the irritation, it's how you responded to it that's made God say, that's it, I'm blocking you from blessing. Yep. Moses, say Moses. Moses. Come on, there's a person in the room that's with this faithful of Moses. That's right. Amen. The Bible says there has never been and never will be a man in Israel that God saw face to face like Moses. And God still said to him, they were on the verge of going into the promised land. And that one act of anger of striking the rock twice. And God said, because you did this, you're not going any farther. Mm-hmm. My God. I got news for you. God said, some of you, you ain't going no farther. You can try. You can go get five PhDs. I ain't letting you go any farther. You can go raise $150,000. I ain't letting you go any farther. You can go get all the equipment. You can go get everything you want. But I said, I'm not letting you go any farther till we deal with this. Till we deal with this. That's what God says in his word for the prophet. I said, come together. Let's, Let's reason. Let's deal with this. Don't you think for one moment from sloppy grace preaching out there that you can act like a hellion <coughs> and still receive all the blessings of heaven? I stood on that sacred ground this week that original church from Pastor Parsley down in the basement was his first office. And just over the cornfield along the way across from that original church was his mother and father's house. And I'm traveling with Todd and he's a longtime personal friend of Pastor Parsley. And when we get there and he's looking out that cornfield he just starts crying. I, you know, I don't, who knows the memories he's had in that place. I think about him just, you know. And he can't even get it out. It takes a moment and he's just. He said, I knew Mother Parsley really well. He said she used to tell me the stories. That she'd get up three, four in the morning, go to the bathroom, get a glass of water, look over the cornfield, see Pastor Parsley's light on in the basement where he was still down there praying and studying. Yeah. 
Oh, the light on the our children are seeing is the light on our phone. Come on. Searching right. eBay, YouTube, and everything else. When was the last time your kids heard you up in the middle of the night crying out to heaven and praying in the word of God? When was the last time that your children saw you running up and saying, let me show you what I found in the word of God instead yeah. of what I found online? Yeah. Oh, but I'm a Christian. Wisdom speaks in Ecclesiastes, look at this, chapter 7, verse 9. It says, Be not quick in your spirit to become angry. You got a spirit man, your spirit man is not quickly angry. For anger lodges in the heart of fools. You know what the Bible calls somebody that easily gets angry, T Bone? There it is on your screen a fool. Speak some truth. Yeah. Some of your children are already so rebellious, live like hell, and you're the reason. Wow. You're the reason. And some of you, if you're not careful, your kids will end up that way, and you'll be the reason. Because until God breaks that anger in you, He's not going to break the rebellion in them. You're the pipeline that God's willing to flow from. Oh, I've been going to church for 30 years. Can't tell. <laughs> Can't tell other than you go to the building. Half those people avoid you because you act so angry all the time. Hey! I just want to be a Christian. I want the love of God to flow into my heart. I want what's in God's heart to be able to flow into my veins and make me like the Son of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Say, wrap it up, preacher. Man, go ahead. Go on. Keep going. say, be angry, don't sin, don't let your son go down in your anger, so you got to deal with your issues, give no opportunity to the devil, let the thief no longer steal, you see, the, the thief is stealing from you because you're leaving the door unlocked, Amen. Yeah. Pastor Blake, it wouldn't do any good for me to make sense about somebody coming in and taking everything out of my garage when I don't close the garage, yeah. you close the door when you close the anger. You're allowing the devil to steal your blessings and steal your joy, steal the favor of God. But even the door of your anger open. Verse 31 says this, let all bitterness and wrath and anger. Let's say it together. Bitterness, wrath, and anger. Let's say it again. Bitterness, wrath, and anger. How much of it? All. All. Be put away. Let's put it away today. Yeah. 
Put it away today. And verse 32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ has forgave you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you thought Amen. we were blessed because we were tenderhearted towards some strangers. <coughs> Let all. Say all. All. Bitterness. Bitterness. Wrath. And anger. And slander yeah. and malice. Yeah. Let it all come out of me. Yes. God cannot fill you with a miracle while you are filled with unrighteous anger. That's right. Amen. And irritation. Well, let's just keep on preaching since you told me to. Let's go on down to chapter 5. I wasn't going to do this, but let's go to chapter 5. Look at this. Chapter 5, verse 1 says, What? Therefore, be an imitator of God. And it says, what's that mean? Walk in love as Christ loved us. Yeah. How are you doing with that? Some of you ought to let your children come up here and we ought to ask them, how's mom and dad doing imitating God to you? Some of you, we ought to call your children on the phone and ask them, how's mom and dad doing imitating God to you? Some of us ought to call some people you work with and say, hey, how are they doing imitating God? Mm. Come on. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we could just put a screen in here and just, all right, let's just watch the last 24 hours of every one of us and let's just see how well we're doing imitating God. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Ouch. Heaven's Ouch. watching. Yeah. Right yeah. 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 Oh, you wanted to hang from the same lyrics type of message today. But I came with a message that will make God shout. Yeah, yeah. Woo! That will transform the lives. Break generational curses. Yes. And get the miracle you've been begging for unlocked in your life. Yes. Amen. Look over chapter 6. Let me talk to dads for a minute. Dads that are watching online. Dads that are listening by radio, dads that are here. Let's look at this. Chapter 6, verse 4. Look at that media team. Thank you. Fathers, let's read this out loud. On the count of three. One, two, three. Let's read it. Go ahead. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the Lord. We wouldn't have a rebellious generation if we didn't have a provoked generation. Father, stop provoking your children to anger. Stop demonstrating what anger looks like to them and start demonstrating what love looks like. Yeah. What if God said to you, I'm about to treat you the way you treat them. Treat you the way you treat your spouse. Treat you the way you treat your children. My God Almighty, treat you the way you treat your dog when you get upset. Stop provoking your children to anger. Look at Psalms 86 and 15. It says, but you, O Lord, are a God that is merciful. So if you're Christian, that means like Christ. Do, do I understand that right, Elder? Mm -hmm. So that we ought to say you are merciful, you are gracious, 
and you are slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That's what they say about God. Don't you dare put the name Christian on because you're a churchgoer because you don't act anything like him. When his spirit gets on the inside of you for real, they will say about you what they say about him. Amen. Mm. Right. Preach that. Come on. Some of you get angry here to listen yeah. about anger. It's <laughs> <laughs> irritating the devil possessed in your mind. Mm. You're a God of mercy and grace. And you're really slow to anger. Do you know what it means, Brandon, to be slow to anger? It means it takes a long time to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> How long does it take you to get angry? How long does it take you to get angry? Oh, but you're like God. But we gotta watch what we say and make sure that you know. Your kid's going to walk on eggshells sometimes. I'm just wondering if we're ever going to have a church of Christians. Because that's what will change the world. Yeah. That's what will take the crown from the city off the devil and put it back on the head of Jesus where it belongs. Right. Amen. You, God, Full, steadfast, consistent, constant in love and faithfulness. Stand up with me. Bow your heads. First, I won't do that. I want every pastor to get up here with me. Every every child that's in here, come on up here. If you have kids, I want you to come up here. Move out of the way. I want you to make room for these kids up here. I want you to surround them. Come here. Don't look at me, not them. I just preached to them. They're angry. Look at me. Don't look at me. God loves you. Yes, he does. And no matter who has ever abandoned you or rejected you, no matter what you have seen or heard, no matter what anger has made you, made you afraid or has made you angry, none of that is of God. He loves you. God's slow to anger. He is merciful. He is kind and gentle, and he loves you. I grew up with a mom and dad that yell all the time. I know what it's like to grow up in a home that didn't express love. And I want you to know that's not what heaven is like. That's not what the house of God is like. God loves you. 
He'll never leave you. He'll never not answer the phone when you call. When you mess up, you can go to God and say, Daddy, I've messed up. And he'll help you through the mess up. God don't rub nobody's nose in nothing. Amen. Hear me? He loves you. Okay? Love. The Father, bless every one of his children Amen. in the name of Jesus to always know, to always experience the love and the peace and the gentleness of God. Amen. 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 Now move these children right over here to the right. Now close your eyes and bow your head. Autumn, I need you up here with me. You're on fire today. Yeah. I just need you around yes, here with me. Now close your eyes. I need you to get ready to sing that song that Billy might have to help you. That song you were singing earlier. You don't do it yet, but I'm going to need it in a minute. All your high schools, all your kids down there, bring them to God. We got the children over there. Pastors, you move over here. Make sure you clear out this altar. There's some people who need to pray now. For the past several weeks, at the end of the service, when it's time to pray, I just simply ask you if you need to pray, I'll pray with you right where you are. We get out of here as fast as we can. We're in COVID, there's no contact stuff. I know people aren't comfortable coming to an old altar anymore. There's some of you, if you don't come lay down your life at this altar this morning, if you don't come lay down your anger this morning, the platform to which you've given the devil, he's about to perform something on that stage that will wreck not only you, but the next two generations that come from you. blood is flowing but the blocked artery is going to be taken out so life can get there so you realize today I got an anger issue I'm quick instead of slow to anger I'm too easily agitated I'm going to ask you to come up here and kneel at this altar and we're going to believe with you that God would heal that remove that Deal with that forever, right now, right now. Come on, pastors, if you need to kneel, kneel. There's no difference between us and them. You need to deal with it, then deal with it. Now let's cry out to God together. Let's cry out to God together. Come on, let God hear your voice right now. Yes, Heavenly Father, we come this morning. Come on. Once again, this day in prayer. God, we come on. Help us crucify everything that is in our ways. 
God, we ask you to help us lay down everything that is old, everything that is us, everything that is sinful, everything that is prideful. And God, that we walk in your spirit from this day forth. God, we know that you're that you're just. God, we know that you that you're loving, that you're compassionate, that you're that you're gracious, Father. And Lord, we know that we're supposed to be imitators of you. So Father, we pray by your help, by the power of your spirit, that you'll overflow through us into the rest of our families and in this generation. And God, we pray in the name of Jesus that we should just forward and see your love and nothing else.
Yeah. And if you're cleansed from it, go ahead and give God praise. Yeah. But we just walk forever. It's not there anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not condemned. I'm cleansed. Tell me now. I'm not condemned. I'm cleansed. I'm not condemned. I'm cleansed. My God Almighty, somebody got cleansed on the shelf. I'm not condemned. I'm cleansed. God is washing away the stains in my heart. He's washing away the anger in my mind. I'm cleansed. Hallelujah. Glory. Yeah. Hallelujah. We're not done. You want some more church? Yes. Every once in a while, God heats up this right hand of mine for a reason. You feel that fire? You feel that? I feel like laying hands on some people so they can get a miracle today. Anybody want to have a laying of the hand service? Yeah. Does anybody want to lay of the hands up? Yeah. I believe that God transferred the anointing from one to another. Yeah. This week, God, I, I, there's a precious lady that works for Pastor Parsley. She lives now in Pastor Parsley's mother's house that's gone to heaven. And she was in California. Pastor went to go preach there. And then he said, hey, you ought to come apply to come work for me. And uh, that was the sister-in-law of Pastor Brian Bolt. I don't think he was too excited at first. The pastor said, you need to come to L.A. and come work with me. Hallelujah. So she came out for an interview, the interview for a position at World Harvest Church. And she had an accident. She had something happen, and her back was completely taken out. They said she's going to have to have surgery. She's bedridden. Couldn't get off the bed. Pastor Parsley had no idea about this, that she was out on her back. And so the doctor said, looked at her and said, you're going to have surgery. You'll be fine, but it'll be the end of this year or the beginning of next year before you're able to go to work and function after the back surgery. How many of you, I got a nurse back there. Back surgery not easy to get through, is it? No. And so, so she was going to call and tell Pastor Parsley, I can't, I can't get there, but if you want me at the end of the year, I'll still be there. Uh, Pastor Brian told his sister, said, God gave me a word for you that if you'll just get somebody to get you in a car and drive you there, before you get there, God will make you whole and you'll be healed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody believe yeah. that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Anybody believe that kind of stuff? Yeah. I'm not talking about somebody I read in the Bible 4,000 years ago. Yeah. I'm talking about somebody I was having lunch with just like this weekend. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. So they got in the car and they, they got there and by the time she was there she was completely healed god gave her a new yeah. she had a job god healed her and made her whole she came in there and she said pastor david look at me i'm wearing high heels and it don't hurt her she yeah. dancing and because god gave her a new back and if god can give her a new back he can give you a new heart yeah. he can give you a new uterus he can give you a new eyeball he can give yeah. you whatever he wants today because yeah. heaven is So this is what I want to do. I want to move you all back just a little bit. Stay up here. Don't go back to your seat. Just move back a little bit. I want this altar area open right there. Pastor Blake, 
Pastor Tingo, Rick, Kevin, you guys, I want you to find out who wants to be prayed with, who wants to have their hands laid on them and for what, and line up the people that want to be prayed for for me. If you want to be prayed for, come right over here where Pastor Timo is and line up, and we're going to run, run you around this way. If you just want to be here in the gauntlet of faith and pray with me, that's okay too. But if you want me to lay hands on you and pray for your miracle, I want you to line up right behind Timo, right over there. And we're going to sing and we're going to praise God for faith. There we go. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You want to be praying for it, get it right over there. We're going to worship. We're going to do a worship song. We're going to worship the Lord. Get into a place of faith. I'll tell you when you move and ready, and we'll start laying hands and believe God for a miracle. Hallelujah. So pray this with me. Father, Father, I belong to you. I belong to you. Jesus, Jesus, I worship you. I worship you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I welcome you. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, remove the blockage to my blessing. I refuse, I refuse to be a platform, be a platform for the devil. For the devil. I, take control I take control of my life, of my, life, life my, mind, my mind, my heart, my, heart, my, actions, my actions, my emotions, my emotions in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. I'm, not condemned, I'm not condemned. I'm cleansed. I'm cleansed. I stand far. With my arms wide open, ready to receive today everything that you'll give to me. In Jesus' name. Alright, come on, let's sing this song. Come on, let's celebrate like we bring in the Pentecost church today. Let's celebrate
put on you. You're going to put on your wife. 